righty, Drew. So like we were talking about pre-gang of the pod here, what a crazy day in the NFL, particularly for you and I as a Niners fan having to watch that Cincinnati game and you as a Browns fan having to watch one of the worst bad beats of the year as the Ravens and their backup clawed back into that one. Oh my God, dude. I tell you what, every time Joe Woods goes into prevent defense, I get so nervous and so scared. Like you have a big lead. You don't just say like, okay, we got a big lead. Let's just, you know, play prevent, take it easy. Like, no, you don't do that. Never. You go harder and harder. I mean, look at Kansas City. They blew their opponents out big time. Good news. This is the last week, the bye weeks, but now people are going to have to figure out certain injury situations. Like Mm -hmm. John Harbaugh said that it may be a slight ankle sprain for Lamar Jackson, but now going into the fantasy playoffs, because we are officially in the fantasy playoffs folks so hopefully you are at least I should say but (laughs) Lamar Jackson may be down for a little bit so I guess that's a good point to start at quarterbacks here I don't know obviously I don't think you really ever truly replace a guy like Lamar but let's look at the week 15 schedule and see if there's like any potential like matchups that sound intriguing here because that sucks that sucks losing your quarterback potentially for at least the first two opening rounds here like give me a grade for these potential matchups here Matt Ryan against the Niners I give that like a D. Tua against the Jets. I, I was, I was going to give that like a B plus A minus type range. I think that's a good matchup. I don't even know who's starting for quarterback for the Giants at this point, whether it's Jake Fromm, Mike Lennon, or Daniel Jones back. I don't know how serious his neck injury is there. So obviously I can't recommend anyone from the Giants at this point. Potential Taylor Heineke might be out. Kyle Allen against the Eagles. We've seen Kyle Allen at points in his NFL career have like moderate fantasy success. It's, it's a stretch, I, but it's the Eagles. So it's like, again, grade, what do you think? Again, that's probably like a D plus range. Like, I, I just maybe don't know. Maybe a C minus. Maybe, yeah, but maybe do I want to risk that? What about, I, oh, here, here's one. Uh, I, I, again, I know, I think Davis Mills came into this last game. Davis Mills against the Jaguars? Honestly, I give that like a C range, like a solid C. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Justin Fields against the Vikings on Monday night? Justin Fields against the Vikings on Monday night football. I kind of give that... Again, like a like an average, like a C range, a C plus range. Out the gate, two is probably our favorite here. Two is probably yeah, the is- guy to pursue if you're trying to replace Lamar Jackson heading into week 15 of the NFL season. Hopefully, we just get better news from Lamar. And hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, we already hear, oh, Lamar's going to be good. He's already taking some practice reps, whatever it may be, depending on how fast this episode gets out. Let's get into the top 10 performances of the week or top 12 performances of the week, I should say. Our quarterback ones. Now, little preface here. We are actually are recording during the Sunday night football game and before the Monday night game. So if you don't hear Kyler on here, you don't hear Matthew Stafford on here, Aaron Rodgers or Justin Fields. That's why Uh, Josh Allen was the number one fantasy quarterback on the week. He actually had a good performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I will actually give you credit here because number one in your rankings was Josh Allen. I thought it was a bold decision there, but it paid off for you because he kind of had a late floor yet at the end to really elevate his day. It was looking pretty bad very early on in that game, but (laughs) 35 total points overall. He had 308 yards, two passing touchdowns. He also had 109 rushing yards and a touchdown. And this is why I heard about Buffalo right now. Josh Allen is their entire offense. He should not have to be asked to do everything with his arm and give you 109 rushing yards. Devin Singletary, Matt Breda, Zach Moss, wake up. Uh, Tom Brady, right behind him. So it tells you what a shootout type of game it was. 363 yards and two touchdowns for the GOAT. He also had a rushing touchdown in this game. So Tom Brady using the wills as well. Uh, Taysom Hill. 
I made a bold decision in one of my leagues, Taysom Hill or Patrick Mahomes. Well, guess what? Taysom Hill paid off. Taysom Hill against the Jets give you 175 passing yards, 73 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. So exactly what you kind of expect from a Taysom Hill type day. Justin Herbert was number four, 275 yards, three touchdowns against the New York Giants. Ben Roethlisberger, talk about a crazy game going back to Thursday night. Ben Roethlisberger, 308 yards, three touchdowns. Should have been four if Friar Muth holds on to that one there at the end. I know you don't have love for the Steelers, but you got to admit, man, that was a sick throw he had to Friar Muth in that game. Oh, it was a sick throw. Just Friar blew it. (laughs) Triple coverage right there. It's just like you could not put that on a line anymore. It's weird with Ben. Every now and then he just finds a good rhythm, a good throwing lane, and just got to catch the ball, man. Just got to catch the ball. Uh, Joe Burrow, this is another thing. He started off slow, came on late, 348 yards, two passing touchdowns to Jamar Chase. We'll get into Jamar Chase later on. Russell Wilson, I broached the idea of him having a little bit of a bounce back against the Houston Texans, and Russell Wilson did. 260 yards, two touchdowns. I think the only thing that still concerns me about Russ, he doesn't use his legs anymore, man. Two attempts for eight yards. Like, I would like to see him use his legs a little more when you think about his best fantasy seasons that was the key there uh Mahomes did finish top eight modest improvement this is about the range we said he would finish in because his best days have come against the Raiders at this point unfortunately for the Chiefs they don't face the Raiders the rest of the way so ranking Patrick Mahomes is still going to be continued to be a little bit of a mystery moving forward but for this Time being, 258 yards, two touchdowns for Mahomes. Jimmy Garoppolo finishes the top 10 quarterback in the week. Jimmy Garoppolo had 296 yards, two touchdowns, and the game-winning touchdown to Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. Uh, Mike Glennon. So I guess maybe I should recommend a Giants quarterback. Mike Glennon. 191 yards, two touchdowns, interception, fumble loss, seven yards in a rushing touchdown on the ground. So Mike Lennon, eh, I think that was probably garbage time. I didn't watch the Chargers-Giants game too close. I remember the Giants were getting blown out at one point. I assume that that's mostly garbage time. Davis Mills mentioned him his idea against the Jaguars next week. He threw for 331 yards and a touchdown. Maybe hearing that might make us improve our grade a little bit more of his assessment. Good day for Davis Mills. And then Ryan Tannehill, top 12 at the moment, 191 yards, 29 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Like I said, hearing that Davis Mills finished top 11, does that change the math at all? Do you still like Tua more than him next week? Oh, yeah. I still value Tua more than Davis Mills. If anything, I'd probably bump it up from a C to maybe like a solid C+. Plus. Like, yeah. again, he's still in that C, C plus range, so it's still not my favorite. But, you know, if he's an option that you need, then he's better than some of the other guys that we've had. <laughs> well, let's talk about this, though. I, I didn't mention this name. What about Jimmy G? Jimmy G faces the Falcons next week. Him or Tua? Tell you, man, honestly, Tua against I, the I, Jets. I, Jimmy G against the Falcons. It's it's close, but they're both they're both very good matchups. Again, just like Tua, I probably give him like that B plus range. I, yeah, maybe a little bit of bias here. I will say I, I'll probably lean Jimmy a little bit more in that one. I think that you know Jimmy got Debo Samuel back this week. That was a big surprise of the week. I, I, most Niners fans had rolled out Debo already. Seems like Ayuk mm-hmm. starting to be more involved in the game plan and Kittle is just having monster performance after monster performance the last two weeks. So I I like them going into that game against Atlanta. Atlanta has been, as you know, as we all know, has been an exploitable defense. The only thing I will add to to his favor, though, I mean, it still is the Jets. I mean, we just saw with Taysom Hill. Bet against the Jets nine out of ten times, you'll probably win that bet there. Uh, Russell Wilson, obviously, he's starting to get together a little bit. Let's take a look at what the Seahawks got this coming week. Uh, They face the Rams. I guess we won't know what the Rams did on Monday night until they do what they do on Monday night. Russell Wilson against the Rams. Where's Russ kind of at? Are you still fitting him in that 10 to 15 range? I think you had him this week at what quarterback 13. 
Yeah, I believe I'm kind of like around a 13 range, 14 range. Against the Rams, I think, I've seen hit or miss days from Russ in the past. Yeah, and I mean, the Rams defense is pretty solid too, and still within the top 12. So, but again, this Rams defense is very tough. I mean, obviously, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, it's a very good defense. And I don't know, their offensive line still scares me quite a bit. And it looks like he's relying heavily down deep to Tyler Lockett quite a bit. I mean, Tyler Lockett had a big game this uh, this Sunday or today, actually. So I don't know, man. I, I would still keep him right where I have him, like a 12 to like 15 type of range. Like, obviously, he's a good veteran quarterback to have. He's a great guy. But again, this is one a very good defense and a, kind of a shaky offensive line where this defense can exploit that offensive line a little bit. Our weekly Patrick Mahomes conversation going against the Chargers Thursday night football. It's going to be a short week as they have to travel to Los Angeles. Yeah. Let's talk about, again, those quarterbacks are in that range. Um, Taysom Hill, if I want to run it back, they're going against the Buccaneers. Taysom Hill or Patrick Mahomes? I'd go Patrick Mahomes. Jimmy Garoppolo against the Falcons or Patrick Mahomes? I know this is going to be shocking. This is kind of a toss-up a little bit because they have a bad run game, the Chargers' defense. They're not bad out of the air. They're not a bad passing defense, So, and they're very good on the blitz, and Joey Bosa has been beyond amazing all season. So, again, if I tell people, I usually rather take the easy defense and just be like, oh, go Jimmy G. He's got the easy matchup, and Patrick Mahomes is hard to pass up, but honestly, I'm going with the easier matchup in Jimmy G. This is the playoffs. Okay, same case, because we mentioned that two was in that same range, two against the Jets or Patrick Mahomes, as crazy as it sounds. I, as crazy as it sounds, I'm going two. I mean, again, when you're in the playoffs, man, you got to exploit the easy defenses and utilize that. Kirk Cousins against the Bears. That's the last quarterback I think is in that range that I really consider. Kirk Cousins has been great. I mean, he has the best touchdown to interception ratio in the NFL. And yeah, it seems the like the everybody... Bears comparable, I guess, to the Chargers. That's why I'm kind of like, I think of those guys. I think of Patrick Mahomes. I think of Kirk Cousins. I think about what they've done consistently throughout the year. Yeah. And I feel like Kirk Cousins has been more consistent than Patrick Mahomes throughout the year. <laughs> Absolutely. Patrick Mahomes at this point, adding in today, has only had 20-plus fantasy points in three of his last nine games. I mean, what was Kirk Cousins' finish like? Kirk Cousins this week, well, you got to remember, it was also a Dalvin Cook day. Uh, Kirk Cousins finishes 16, so he didn't fall too far out of the quarterback one range. He finished with uh, 216 yards, two touchdowns, had two picks. He's got what? That's like 27 touchdowns and five picks on the season. So he's still very more, much more consistent than Patrick Mahomes has been all year. So, but again, you know, and I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that we're starting to lose faith in Patrick Mahomes a little bit. It's earned the loss faith. Yeah. And even today, like I said, he did finish as a top 10 performer. He did finish as number oh, yeah. eight on the week, but you got to also consider the pathway there. They they blew out the Raiders, and yet he still wasn't a top-five quarterback, which when you drafted Patrick Mahomes early in the year, you were drafting him to be a top-five quarterback. I think the last Raiders game was his only top-five finish in that stretch of nine games I mentioned. Yeah, so I, again, I as much as I hate saying it, honestly, I'd rather go with consistency, and that's been my big thing in fantasy football is go with the guy who's more consistent. How do you look at a guy like Dak? Dak has been kind of down the last few weeks, ever since coming back from that calf injury. They faced the Giants. Justin Herbert did have a good day against them, but a lot of other fantasy quarterbacks have had bad days against them. Uh, for example, Jalen Hurts obviously had his rough outing against them a couple weeks ago. 
Dak Prescott, is he going to be a top five? What's your confidence level of him being a top five quarterback against the Giants this coming week? I wouldn't say top five shows you my confidence. I would say he could be in the top 12. Sure. Okay. Which at that point, you're still starting him. You're still starting him. I'm not going to say top five, but I still keep him in the top 12. Okay. So kind of hovering around more or less where Russell Wilson is. I guess Russell Wilson against the Rams or Dak Prescott against the Giants. I go Prescott against the Giants. All right, let's look down at this list, see some guys that finished outside of the top 12 that maybe you were counting on a little bit more. I already mentioned Kirk Cousins finishing his quarterback 16. That was a disappointment. Derek Carr finishing his 21. That was a disappointment. Dak Prescott at 22. That was a disappointment on the week. Aaron Rodgers, uh, his game off, he just kicked off, so we won't really know what his stat line is. And then we'll just wait to see on Lamar Jackson, who ended up finishing his quarterback 28. Actually, that does bring up an interesting conversation. What about Tyler Huntley? Tyler Huntley actually finished his quarterback 13. Now, I know your Browns went into a bit of a prevent defense, so Huntley was able to exploit that, but he does have a somewhat similar skill set to Lamar. 270 yards passing, a touchdown. He also had 45 yards on the ground on six attempts there. Tyler Huntley and the Ravens will be facing... They got Green Bay. Now, we've seen guys like that. They they come in, they have success. We've seen like a Jalen Hurts, who's maybe not the most skilled passer, but for a week, you can use it. What about this? Uh, Taysom Hill against the Buccaneers or Tyler Huntley against the Packers? i take Huntley against the Packers. I could kind of see that. I could kind of see in the past, the Packers have struggled with the running quarterback. They've allowed the yeah. running quarterback to get out and make some moves. And even worst case scenario, let's talk about if the Packers blow out the Ravens. We saw Huntley can exploit a prevent defense, right? So oh, there's yeah. some opportunity there to potentially get something out of Huntley if you're trying to get Lamar Jackson light. And I'm talking the lightest of light. I'm talking Miracle Whip to Classic Mayo. <laughs> That's what I kind of like thinking about when I think of Tyler Huntley to Lamar Jackson. Again, we'll just wait and see if Lamar is healthy and ready to go. And I think that's a good closing point for the quarterback position. Any news or notes elsewhere that kind of caught your eye? I haven't seen anything lately, so nothing too crazy out of the ordinary, at least so far. <laughs> no one with a busted knee, nothing. Okay. Well, hopefully not. Let's, let's hope yeah, not. Let's not put that busted body. <laughs> busted body. Yeah. He's uh, <laughs> looks like that fish from SpongeBob at this point. He does. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, running back, this one was a huge surprise. Obviously you sent me your rankings on Wednesday night and Alexander Madison was our cover boy for the rankings this week. <laughs> and yeah. That kind of went to hell in a handbasket real quick because Delvin Cook ended up playing out of nowhere. 205 yards, two touchdowns, one reception for 17 yards, 34.7 points and a half point PPR setup. Dalvin Cook was his normal monster elite running back self, surprisingly against a Pittsburgh Steelers defense that I thought Madison would have a nice day. The Vikings backfield is consistently a running back one backfield, whether it would have been Madison or whether it would have been Cook, there would have been fantasy points to be had. I wasn't expecting Cook to not only play, but to have the day he did. I mean, they gave him 27 attempts, which is surprising for a guy that was dealing with a shoulder injury and a guy that's had shoulder injuries in the past, but Mike Zimmer, the Vikings, they're just trying to make their playoff push right now, and they got four games to do it, so I think they're going to try and ride Delvin Cook to the playoffs. More surprising name here is after we kind of instantly dismissed the Seattle backfield, of course the Seattle backfield is going to actually do something. Rashad Penny, 16 attempts, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Listen, if you started Rashad Penny, good for you. 
because I, I don't think that this is a replicable fantasy day as they go against the Rams next week. We'll talk about that. I don't think Seattle's backfield is still going to be one that you could consistently count on. I don't know if Rashad Penny's still going to be that guy moving forward. Najee Harris. So you actually had two running backs out of that Thursday night game appear in the top three here. 20 attempts, 94 yards, a touchdown, three receptions for 10 yards and a touchdown. Najee continues to be a fantasy stud. Malvin Gordon, the third, 24 attempts, 111 yards, two touchdowns. So Malvin Gordon, it's still, still a relevant thing. Javante Williams still hasn't ran away with it. Even though Javante Williams right there at seven, Javante had 15 attempts, 73 yards, a touchdown. He also had one reception for 10 yards and a touchdown. It's Detroit. So both these guys were going to have some success in a, some sort of way. But the here that both of them finishes running back ones, that's a good conversation to have. Alvin Kamara. Again, it was the Jets. 120 yards, touchdown, four receptions, 25 yards. I'm glad to see that Taysom didn't kill Alvin Kamara because in the 2020 season, I remember Taysom killing Alvin Kamara. So it didn't happen here. Hopefully it doesn't happen moving forward. Leonard Fournette had a good game against the Bills. 19 attempts, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Also had four receptions for 19 yards. After Javante at seven, he had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at eight. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire finished with 37 yards, two rushing touchdowns, only had... 13 total touches on the day between the 10 rushing attempts and the three targets. Kind of surprising, kind of a little bit surprising, the limited workload, but hey, took advantage. You're happy you got a top eight rushing day. Uh, Saquon Barkley at nine. Mentioned Chargers run defense. It just is what it is. 60 attempts, 64 yards, a three receptions, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Still feels like a disappointing day just because, you know, we, we thought so much more of Saquon coming into the year, but he still hasn't really popped off. You would have liked him to take advantage of that matchup a little bit more, but top nine. So only eight other running backs better than him. Derek Gore, the other Kansas City back. So I guess this kind of explains why Clyde didn't really get all the work. Had nine attempts, 66 yards, and a touchdown, two receptions for 23 yards. Ah, here is the headline here. Austin Eckler, he was dealing with an ankle injury during the game. Austin Eckler, 12 attempts, 67 yards and a touchdown, two receptions for 17 yards, and rounding out the top 12, and this is probably my best call of the week, Dante Foreman against the Jaguars, 47 yards and a touchdown, two receptions for 15 yards. Let's start it with Austin Eckler. So obviously he's down here. Larry Roundtree, um, Justin Jackson, um, these are the type of guys that are going to be replacing him in the uh, Chargers backfield there. Larry Roundtree, what what do you think he is? Is he a startable asset against the Chiefs on Thursday? I wouldn't say so. Is there 36 running backs better than him? I would probably put him in my rankings within the top 36, but I wouldn't say he's he's more of a if you have to, you have to kind of start him. I guess it comes down to also, it's not like it's just Larry Roundtree back there. You also have Justin yeah. Jackson back there. I think they also have Kelly back there as well for the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken. Is Kelly still with them? I don't recall him being there. Um, let me take a look here, see if we got any early reports on what Eckler is dealing with. Questionable to return with an ankle injury. So that's what we got. So that's just something to monitor throughout the week. Hopefully we get some news by the time rankings drop. If Austin Eckler is back, I think the best case scenario is a running back three with upside out of either of those two. Do you concur? Yeah, I agree. I think it's running back three. Okay, let's talk about Rashad Penny. Let's talk about that Seattle backfield. Is this replicable against the... Rams next week. I don't think so. Going into it, right? The analysis was right. 
the Seahawks backfield has not been worthwhile. It's, you're you're going to drive yourselves crazy deciding on who's going to score the touchdown out of this backfield. I think it's just better just to not play that musical chairs. I'm, I, it's a desperation play if you have to do it. Right. I agree. It's just, again, it's one of those desperations. Like, if you have to, you have to start one of them, then do it. But I wouldn't recommend it. They played Houston. I think that's what it was. Uh, you know, another yeah. big storyline here, Malvin Gordon, he was marked healthy before the game, came in and obviously outscored uh, Javante Williams. Hypothetically, what if you're in this position with how depleted running back is? Can you make a case for starting both Javante and Melvin Gordon against the Bengals. Now the Bengals, I, I will say this. I noticed one thing watching that game intently today. They do have a good run defense. Um, what yeah. do you think like <laughs> their baseline is? I should say. I mean, I think they're, if anything, low in RB ones, high in RB twos. I mean, they're very, I, I think they're still very good. I mean, even against a, a solid Bengals rushing defense, I mean, they, that rushing defense has been exploited a few times. I mean, Nick Chubb had 140 yards against that defense and, you know, a couple others had some big games so I, I still think they could be exploited a little bit what about James Robinson this week finishing with uh four carries for six yards or I might have that backwards six carries for four yards either way it was a bad day for the Jacksonville backfield there they played the Texans this week and as much as I would love to start a Jaguars back against the Houston Texans would you even risk it I mean as a James Robinson owner I'm in my head I'm thinking like is it really even worth starting him at this point and he's a good running back I just don't know if like it seemed like they just didn't utilize him whatsoever in this game i mean what six carries for four yards so i mean he didn't even get many touches either well there was some sort of kerfuffle about him even taking snaps over carlos Hyde the previous week so i question if he just doesn't have any trust in that backfield and i was mistaken yes joshua kelly is in fact still with the chargers so joshua kelly may get some work as well so joshua kelly justin jackson either way like we said their ceiling is probably running back three at best but anyway going back to james robinson there i just don't think you can start any of the running backs at jacksonville at this point but this is a matchup I'd like to. I would like to. Would I rather? Okay, here's let's play this game. Would you rather start a Jaguars running back against Houston or a Seahawks running back next week against the Rams? Jacksonville. See, I, I'd rather just take the chance on one of them popping off, right? Yeah. It's either going to be Hyde or it's going to be Robinson. Whereas with the current construction of the Seahawks backfield, <laughs> it's going to be Collins. It could be Penny. It could be DJ Dallas. It could be, yeah. Uh, you can't risk that. <laughs> All right, let's see here. What's some other things that we could talk about? So who gets the Chargers matchup this week? Oh, yes, the Chiefs. Hmm. Clyde Edwards-Lair. What do you think he could do in a Chargers matchup here? I mean, the Chargers, uh, obviously, we talk about this a lot. The Chargers have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. So It's almost historically bad. That's the thing. Here's what his stat line was against the Chargers the last time the Chiefs played. He got 17 carries. He had 100 yards. And he did have a receiving touchdown. So it's not a bad day. I mean, of those guys, I mean, over the charges, I'd take. I, oh, yeah, I'd, but yeah. I'm just saying, what is the, their fantasy ceiling this week in this matchup? We saw Saquon, who's been about a running back two, finishes running back nine. What do you think that is for CEH? I feel like he can finish in one of the running back one range within like the top 12, maybe just outside the top 12. What to me so, down to a three ranking range? Three ranking range. I'd probably go 11 to 14. Back end running back one, high end running back two. I could kind of see something being around those lines too. It's the Chargers, so you have to think running back one's upside is part of the possibility. I think if you're a CEH owner, this is perfect timing. Even if you're deciding on Patrick Mahomes, this is perfect timing when it comes to CEH. All right, so we had Zeke finish his running back 25 this week. Obviously, what do you think about this backfield this coming week that the Cowboys get to face the Giants? Obviously, Zeke's a highly regarded running 
running back. And I think Tony Pollard, who has been very effective in his backfield for the majority of this season. I mean, let's look at your rankings last week and see where you had them. Stock up, stock down, heading into a game against the Giants here. Okay. Sounds good. For context sake, you had Zeke as running back 14. Will he be higher or lower against the Giants this week? I can see a slightly higher. I mentioned that because uh, the Giants run defense isn't nearly as bad as when you think Giants. You kind of like, oh, no, they're very solid run run defense. So you think he'll have a better day against them than he did against the Washington football team? I think he can finish within, again, like a low-end RB1, a high-end RB2. Well, Tony Pollard, by that same circumstance, you had him at running back 25. If he does suit up and play against the Giants, what about him? If you're saying Zeke is going to finish as a running back one, then I think that takes touches away from Pollard. It does, but I think Pollard uh, gets a little bit of that back in the passing game. So you're saying he's stock up as well? I would say he's more like, I wouldn't say too high, but I would say like in that 23, 24 range. So slight, uh, again, like a little, like a one or two positions higher, but I think he gets more work out of the air than uh, Zeke would. Okay. So you just think that the Cowboys are going to have a good day against the Giants overall? I think they're going to have a solid day. I wouldn't say a spectacular day. I just think they have a solid day. Let's talk about Niners backs here. So Elijah Mitchell, he missed this game against the Bengals. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. took over. Jeff Wilson Jr., he just hasn't looked this explosive. Ever since returning from his injury, they kind of kept him on the PUP for the good part of the year here. Elijah, I know, has been consistently a running back one for you. Jeff Wilson Jr., if Elijah is out one more week, what does he rank in a matchup against the Falcons? I'd say he's a mid RB2. I feel like he can perform, but he just has, like you said, he has to have that explosiveness. It just seems like he's running in a brick wall. And I don't know if it's the matchups that he's been given since he's come off PUP, because whatever it is, the Seahawks always just do well against our run schemes. And the Bengals obviously have a good run defense. So I don't know if it's him or it's the teams he's been playing. But when Elijah Mitchell's out, I think the Niners run game definitely does have a little bit of regression. Oh, I agree. Uh, I like Elijah Mitchell a lot. But again, I think Jeff Wilson could be that mid-range RB2. Because again, given the matchups, he didn't get the easier matchups. All right. Well, let's transition. Let's take a look at wide receiver. And you have described this player as a bit of a roller coaster before. We did talk about Russell Wilson having a big day earlier. Tyler Lockett was the main culprit in that as he had nine targets, five receptions, 142 yards, and a touchdown. A beautiful touchdown, too. Like, he really <laughs> got behind the defense on that one. Uh, Tyler Lockett, when he's at his best, this is the type of day he could give you a wide receiver one on the week. Jamar Chase finished just behind him. Jamar, like clockwork, I knew that he was going to pick apart the Niners secondary, and sure enough, that's what happened five receptions <laughs> 77 yards two touchdowns got a beautiful toe tapper at the end anytime you get to face josh norman and you get to face a rookie ambry thomas jamar chase is going to have a good day hunter renfro third and renfro 14 targets 13 receptions 117 yards and a touchdown hunter renfro i think he's starting to become a little bit more he's starting to feel very julian edelman-esque at this point in fantasy mike evans uh six targets six receptions 91 yards and a touchdown right behind him a name that we thought we'd hear a lot more in the top 12s but has been a distant memory for a while Robbie Anderson surprisingly 12 targets seven receptions 84 yards and a touchdown Robbie I'm glad to hear you're okay you've been a ghost uh Justin Jefferson uh 15 targets seven receptions 79 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night also added a touchdown Jalen Guyton that's an interesting name three receptions 87 yards and a touchdown this is Jalen Guyton's second straight week of double digit fantasy points KJ Osborne filling in for Adam Thielen KJ Osborne had nine 
nine targets, only had three receptions out of that. 83 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, I talked him up a little last week. Brandon Ayuk had 11 targets, six receptions, 62 yards and a touchdown. What's more impressive about that one though, he did it with Debo on the field. Brandon Ayuk starting to become a thing again. And I, I think that obviously Niners fans were happy about it, but I think fantasy owners should be happy about that as you might look for a little bit of magic here late in the season. Chris Godwin, 15 targets, not quite the gaudy Godwin 15 reception day from last week, but 15 targets. He turned 10 of those into receptions for 105 yards against the Buffalo Bills. Joshua Palmer, another Chargers wide receiver, had five receptions, 66 yards, and a touchdown. And then James Washington of the Pittsburgh Steelers had four receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. So a little bit of an unusual mix of names there at the bottom of the rankings, a bottom of wide receiver one range this week. Let me ask your confidence level in these guys moving forward. Jalen Guyton. Like I said, this is back-to-back weeks for him of having double-digit fantasy points. And we've talked about Mike Williams struggles. Jalen Guyton or Mike Williams, if you have to start one in fantasy? I'm going with Jalen Guyton. He's proven to be a very good, solid receiver. And I mean, he's getting more than Mike Williams has been in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I, I think Herbert is starting to like Guyton quite a bit. And he's been going to him a little bit here too. We've also seen Jalen Guyton last season, Justin Herbert's rookie year. I was expecting him to be a bigger name this year. And for whatever reason, it just instantly became the Keenan Allen show. I mean, well, I say for whatever reason, Keenan Allen, you throw to him, you're going to be happy more often than not. I believe he also got placed on the COVID list too. So that kind of explains why you have Guyton and you have Palmer succeeding today, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Clearly, this is an offense that can give you fantasy points at the wide receiver position. What about KJ Osborne, though, with uh, Adam Thielen out? The timetable for Adam Thielen's return to action. He has a possibility suit up against Chicago. If Adam Thielen, we don't get some more positive news by that point. KJ Osborne, how do you value him? I value him as a solid wide receiver too. He does get quite a bit of targets and he's like one of those like low key kind of guys. But when there's an injury to either Jefferson or an injury to like Thielen, he could be a go-to guy for sure. So at wide receiver two, he's basically a must start if Adam Thielen is out. Oh, I would say so. I mean, I had a guy play him this week and he did well, so... Like I said, I was surprised that Debo Samuel played. I think similar to Dalvin Cook gained the nod to play. I think a lot of people were like, oh, Debo's playing great. Debo did play and he finishes wide receiver 22. And obviously we've seen this trend continue where Debo is getting more rushing attempts than he's getting actual receptions. Debo had one reception for 22 yards. He had eight attempts for 37 yards and a touchdown. And I could say he looked a little bit slower coming off of that groin injury. I was really surprised that the Niners were willing to push it with him, given that he had a groin, given that he's had soft tissue injuries before. But this left the door open for Brandon Ayuk, as I mentioned, to finish as a wide receiver one of the week. Brandon Ayuk was doing more work in the receiving game with 11 targets, six receptions, 62 yards, and that touchdown there. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, who do you prefer against the Falcons? I think the injury is going to slow down Debo a little bit. Uh, I think they're going to use Debo more as like, like you said, almost kind of like a running back almost. Give him those rushing attempts and stuff like that. Now, he will get some work in the passing game. Debo lining up at running back reminds me of that Spider-Man meme. I, too, consider myself a running back. Yeah, (laughs) I remember that. I love that. No, he's kind of filling in almost like a Daryl Patterson type of player, you know, A, a guy who worked in a passing game, but also is a very good runner. So I think Debo could get good amount of carries as a rusher, but I think Brandon Ayuk with this injury, it's going to help Brandon Ayuk in a passing game. Interesting suggestion there. Cordell Patterson or Debo Samuel for a wide receiver spot in your lineup? 
Oh God. Um. They play head to head this week too. Probably go with Cordero Patterson. <laughs> I, I will. I agree with you. Uh, he's a little bit more running back than he is receiver, which I, I think value a little bit more. I will be intrigued to see if the Niners try and dial back Debo's usage moving forward to try and preserve him for ultimately a playoff run, which they're hoping to do. One thing that was clear in that Seattle game, you need Debo on the field. He is the most important asset for the 49ers. Mm -hmm. And if they could keep him healthy, that just makes the entire offense better. Debo Samuel, um, hopefully that groin holds up. Uh, What about Rashad Bateman? Rashad Bateman finished his wide receiver 16. Like I mentioned, Ravens passing game is going to be taking a hit if Lamar Jackson is out. Would you consider Rashad Bateman a starter with the backup quarterback going against the Packers next week? Packers, obviously, we know they have a pretty solid secondary. I wouldn't go with Rashad Bateman in this game. I wouldn't start him. Oof, this is a good one. DK Metcalf, are you starting him against the Rams? Can you start DK Metcalf against the Rams? Wide receiver 49 on the week. DK Metcalf on the year. Less receiving yards than Hunter Renfro. Honestly, I'm at the point where I don't even know if I can start DK at this point. You have to assume against the Rams, he's probably going to what? Get some Jalen Ramsey? He's going to get quite a bit of Jalen Ramsey. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it. DK Metcalf, I I don't think I want him in my lineup, which almost makes him, is he even a top 36 play this week? I could probably keep him in the 36, but he's probably going to be like the 35, like 34 range. I think it's because you have to convince yourself, are there 36 wide receivers that you want to start more than him? But on the other hand, it's like there was 48 wide receivers to finish betterism this week. There's been multiple times in which 40 wide receivers have had better fantasy days than him. It's going to be a tough one to gauge when I do these rankings, so it's going to be very difficult. What about Mike Evans this week? And I, I know it sounds crazy to say Mike Evans, but I only say that because they are playing the Saints. And we have seen Marshawn Lattimore have success against Mike Evans in the past. He typically gets the Marshawn Lattimore matchup. If you have a better option, not saying that's a guarantee, if you have a better option, do you trust Mike Evans against Lattimore this week? I mean, that's if the ball thrown to him. I mean, they have so much talent, so many receivers that they, they could just go away from them. him. Yeah, they they'd probably just go away from him, go to Chris Godwin or Brown or go to somewhere, go to someone else. I mean, Evans finishes wide receiver four on the week, but obviously Godwin is gained most of, most of the targets. He had the 15 reception game last week, and then he had the 15 target game this week. So Godwin is clearly outpacing Evans. Godwin ranked ahead of Evans. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I just got a news that Quinn Ewers is going to Texas. Ooh, I might have to do a video. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that puts a good little wrap up on wide receivers. Uh, Your number one tight end on the week was George Kittle Monster Day. George Kittle has just been stacking up some monster days in the last two weeks. Today, 15 targets, 13 receptions, 151 yards, and a touchdown. If you drafted George Kittle, you're pretty happy because he's peaking at the right time. Uh, I think this is also a product of seeing Debo more in the backfield. So they're still finding ways to get Debo his touches, which is still allowing more receiving opportunity. So as we mentioned, Ayuk's gain receiving opportunity and Kittle's gain receiving opportunity it's just been a monster the last couple of weeks um here's a interesting thought Kittle or Kelsey rest of the season oh rest of the season I think I'm going Kittle Elijah Moore marked as an IR candidate just prior to this week's set of games that was a bummer I was really enjoying having Elijah Moore in my lineup and I don't think the Jets have anyone nearly as dynamic I mean maybe you could get some Jamison Crowder points Corey Davis I think is also hurt yeah Till next year, sweet prince. Till next year. (laughs) Let's play this game here for defenses. 
Would you rather have the Texans against the Jaguars or just Jaguars against the Texans? I'd probably take the Texans over the Jaguars. Dolphins, are they the number one waiver priority against the Jets? I would, yeah, I would go with the Dolphins. What about versus the Cowboys against the Giants if they're on their third string quarterback? I, I do like Dallas. I mean, do you like them more than the Dolphins against the Jets? No, absolutely not. Okay, so <laughs> still sick and strong on the Dolphins against the Jets. Oh, yeah. All right, and number one fantasy kicker on the week. Hey, you nailed this one too. Justin Tucker actually finishes number one on the week. So kudos to you, man. I think he had a long kick in today's game. 55 was his long. Okay. Yep. Someone hit a 61 yarder. Who hit the 61? Uh, Fairbairn. Fairbairn. Kaimi Fairbairn. Shout out to you. Um, oh, by the way, did you see that picture of the Texans punter that looks like Bill Burr? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. That's so awesome. Seriously, he legitimately looks like Bill Burr. Or is it just every old, bald, white dude, bald, Irish, white dude looks like Bill Burr? Is that also the theory? I, I think that's a very fair theory. <laughs> you got to do some more case studies. I, I've seen too many of them. Either that or we're just cloning Bill Burr's. Hopefully they're as funny. I love Bill Burr. So it, it's a win-win for me. He just, like, I, listen, I could be a punter in the NFL and he dressed up as one. <laughs> <laughs> Was it, you know, they're making fun of the Monday morning podcast, Bill Burns Monday morning podcast. They're like, hey, Billy Red Zone. I love it. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, thank you, Drew. Thanks for hopping on here. Like I said, we are recording this on a Sunday night. So we didn't necessarily have the Packers results. We didn't have the Bears results. We didn't have the Cardinals or the Rams results. Thankfully, again, no more bye weeks. So no more bye week replacements, just injury replacements moving forward. And now the margins get thinner. The decisions get harder because you have to win each and every week. Every week is do or die from this point on. So hopefully you've tuned into us. Hopefully you take some of our eyes. Hopefully you checked out some of our rankings. Hopefully you liked us on YouTube. Hopefully you left a rating on iTunes. And hopefully you've hit that subscribe button as we push towards many more as we look to be in your homes, your cars, your workplaces, wherever you're listening to us. From Juju Talk Sports and Drew Hagbaugh, stay safe, happy, and healthy, and we'll see you next time.